you a night owl? Then Late Night Love is a place for you. Since life is negative enough, here we discuss everything love. What we love, who we love, and why we love. So join us on Saturday nights at 11.30pm Pacific Time, and please remember, love everyone. And thank you for joining us on another Saturday evening of Late Night Love. I'm James. That's the lubby behind the desk over there. Good evening. And tonight we're going to talk about what we got some relationship questions we're going to finish. But first we're going to talk about why does do men find it so hard to love? But before... To say I love you. Okay, this is true. To say I love you. But before that, I was watching a YouTube commercial. Yesterday? Earlier today? I guess it was for an HBO comedy thing or something. But she was about a lady going around and she was telling comedy stories about her relationship, essentially with her relationship with her husband, who was Asperger's. Okay. And it wasn't... It was humorous, but informative at the same time. She was using humor to, to, to get people to understand right. about the differences... Between us, which for us is relatable because, you know, Mitch, my youngest son. My nephew. He's Asperger. He's a little more higher on the autism scale than Asperger's. Wouldn't he be? I don't know. I would think so. But I don't know. I don't know exactly where the heck. Asperger's isn't even a thing anymore. Now they're just on the autism spectrum somewhere, which seems really strange to put kids like your nephew and my son in the same category, even though there's actually a fairly significant difference. Even though there also is not, there's, there's a lot of similarities. So, I mean, it does make sense, but Asperger's is, is like the really light form of autism. And what she was saying is it takes a unique kind of love to get through that because autistic people are, Asperger's people, they see the world differently. You know, they don't know, understand the social cues. <laughs> you know, all those various little things that a lot of us pick up on, the Asperger's people don't pick up on. And it was just an interesting um, take on, on, you know, the, all the various types of love and the things that, you know, we do. People do actually put up with is the wrong word, but but things people actually do accept as part of life for this thing we call love. Yeah. It's, it's a strange, you know, life is a life is a uh, you know, a difficult trip. But, you know, when you can find someone who makes your journey better, you know, hold on to that person. And we call that love. Okay, so now, the other question we had today was, why can't men, or why do men find it so difficult to say I love you? Yes. Well, I don't think it's for any of the reasons people actually think. Okay. It's not that we can't say I love you. It's not that we're embarrassed about about loving you. It's that, for us, we, men do things. We don't say things. Yes. And so, 
It's, well, I've done all this stuff. Why do I need to, can't you see that I love you? I've, you know, but it's, again, it's that way men and women are just so vastly different in terms of how they view and approach the world in a sense. Yeah. I mean, in the grand scheme, it's not that big of a difference, but in the micro level, when it comes to personal relationships, those differences become easily seeable Uh, in mass. When you look at the difference between men and women in mass, the generic man and the generic women, there's not that many differences. It's not until you dive down to the little details of, of how people operate, how they, you know, get through lives that there's differences. And some of those differences are obvious simply because, you know, we're literally biologically different and those differences literally, and those differences are going to have an impact on, on how you view the world. It, it just is. You know, if you're a hammer, you're going to view the world a different way than if you're a nail. And it, there's no way. Right? Your whole right. task at life, your whole motivation for, for existing is different. If your motivation for existing is to go around and pound things, then you go around and pound things. If your motivation for existing is to keep something together and you stand still like then you keep something together and stand still it's and so you know natural motivation and all that but then we're getting into deep biology but i don't think a lot of people think it's culture and i don't that culture reflects humanity not the other way around it takes a long time to change humanity it takes a short period of time to change culture it and takes so, eons to change mankind. Yeah, it takes a long time. It takes generations. Yes. And you can lose it in, and you can lose those changes in a in a snap if you stop if you stop teaching and moving forward. Because we do it through education. We don't do it through evolution, because evolution takes too dang long. I mean, once human once humanity learned how to write and keep things, keep records of things, our advancement accelerated exponentially. I mean, it goes back even once we learned to carve stuff into rocks and and keep records over time because that's how you store knowledge. It wasn't knowledge was no longer just verbal. We all know how verbal knowledge goes, right? You tell one person, by the time I guess to the 10th person, you're talking them something different. And so if you're you're telling someone some fundamental knowledge, it's going to get all screwed up, (laughs) right? So you've got to write that crap down somewhere. And that's and once we learn how to do that, civilization, humanity, we've all we've accelerated. You know, the problem is we're still cavemen. Evolutionary, we're still cavemen. You know, we're we're barely outside the cave. We're barely out of the cave. <laughs> and we've got nuclear weapons and electricity. We're going to other planets now, and and and, and you know, from a anthropological perspective we're just out of the caves we're barely out of the caves we've barely learned how to control fire and it all happened like that in terms of in geologic time it's just we as humans can't comprehend real time i don't think time exists but that's a whole nother discussion but we can't comprehend how long that fractures of time how long 
time really is. Now, what's that got to do with being not being able to answer? Say, I love you. Absolutely nothing. We went off the rails there. <laughs> Just a little, honey. <laughs> we went completely off the rails. Well, the point is, it's not. It's not a cultural thing because it's oh, it's universal. It's kind of worldwide. Yes, it is. I mean, you go to any culture, and, and it's now some cultures are better at breaking that habit. But as a general rule of thumb, cultures throughout the world, you know, women say "I love you" more than men do. But men show it. Men don't say it; they show it. Men are men. We're men of actions. We do things. We don't say things. Right. And so. And that's why when you say, why can't men, the generic men, it's because we show it. And we don't, we don't think about saying things that we've already shown. Well, we are. It's just right there. We just did it. <laughs> right there. And why I just it? built you the thing. <laughs> What you want from me? I didn't even go home to the bar on the way home from work. Today. Come on. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I sat there through that whole opera thing with you for three hours and didn't even complain until we got in the car. <laughs> <laughs> that would never happen with us. <laughs> no, I can't shut up. That's <laughs> you can't take me nowhere. <laughs> That's the truth. No, seriously, you can't take me nowhere. I wouldn't take me anywhere. <laughs> okay yeah do you want to move on to the thing uh sure okay i have 11 relationship rules oh yeah we got to finish this rule thing but yeah this is a part two celebrate the special days birthdays and anniversaries may repeat itself too many times but it's these milestones that create memories I don't think that's uh, celebrate. Yes, but um, I don't. We don't do it normally. No. Well, again, it goes depends upon how your relationship works. We do that stuff every day. Our memories get made every day. But some people's lives are insanely busy, and so if your life is insanely busy, you've got the you know you maybe you need to make special considerations for these days maybe they're but you know you'd like to get to the point in your relationship where these special days are just days that you treat each other with so much love on every day of the week that essentially it's you, i can't give you any more on a day it's not possible <laughs> <laughs> i can't love you more on a day i don't understand you know it goes back to that asperger's thing maybe i don't understand <laughs> I can't love you more on a Tuesday than I do on a Thursday. I don't get it. But so maybe it's something like that. Um, but I don't know. If you're so busy. But again, I think we are so different. We have to be very careful. There's so many people who like routine and who thrive on routine and they thrive on these type of of, of events you guys want to have a birthday month what do you got talking about i have a birthday month yeah but only yourself you're the only person that pays attention to your birthday month you're right here you're lucky if you get a birthday hour 
You treat me special on my birthday. What are you talking about? I, I treat you special get, on every day. Yes, what are you, you do. But about? I usually get flowers. I get a card on my birthday. Sometimes there's a present if there's something that you think of. Well, that you pops think up. I might. Uh, yeah, but I mean, you know, you, we don't. Yeah, those are presents of opportunity. Those aren't. Present, yes, we don't look for okay what am i gonna get him for his for his birthday but that's just us yeah because i don't i don't want nothing for my birthday because I, I get whatever i want throughout the year so i don't need anything for my birthday i don't want anything for my you're birthday. Just so i just you're just so practical honey. i just want you know i don't know just another day but most people aren't like me so and i do understand that and so <laughs> and so so the advice is, should you celebrate it? I mean, you've got to, you got to find out where your relationship works and you've got to make sure that if someone has a special attachment for their birthday, for whatever reason, and then you should honor that. But if you've gotten to the point in your relationship where, you know, Valentine's day is just a day for us to spend money. Can we not do it? You know, <laughs> then it's fine. Right. Don't. Right. Don't let somebody else's view of a day create your view of the day. If you're gotcha, right, if your right. if your relationship doesn't need to treat these days special, then don't. But if it does, if if you know you're busy and you say, "Man, you know we've been busy these last three months. We're going to make this birthday really special." That's cool. That's a great thing to do, right? You know, I'm going to make her best. She's been working her butt off. I'm going to make her best birthday really special this year. That's a cool thing to do. That's a great thing to do. And so I don't, I'm not saying to poo poo, don't do that kind of thing, but do it for the reason, for the right reason, out of love, not out of obligation. Gotcha. Right. I think that's probably the best, better way to, to phrase that. Okay. Okay. Our next rule never intentionally try to make your partner feel bad or look bad. It'll leave a lasting scar that'll hurt the relationship. Why would you want to make your partner look bad or feel bad? Well, you may not actually, this is one of these things where I have to be careful with because some of us like to be funny. And so uh, if you're not thinking and you're just kind of reacting, especially a lot of people have a few drinks in them. You've missed a couple of hits. A couple of them. Of, well, you throw so many out there. Some of them are just going to land flat. Usually it's it's not you're, you're trying to make me feel bad. Usually it's you're trying to add humor, but it's poor timing. <laughs> you're too soon. <laughs> well, and a lot of the times, the stuff that gets that can go really off the wire, we do privately. I, so... I don't do that actually out in public very much. In public? Oh, heavens no. No. So, but we also don't go places where, you know, a lot of people go out, they have a couple drinks, you know, the, the lips get loose and, you know, you're trying to be funny and it can happen. Especially when you're younger and you haven't learned yet, you know, <laughs> you haven't learned the filters. You haven't gone right, through all these okay. things. And so, you know, it's old people. We've gone through the things. I've had shoes thrown at me. You know, I know. <laughs> not you. I, I, I've learned my lessons before I got to you. See, <laughs> and so, but the, yeah, the point is, it's very easy to do. It's so that if the the goal is to say, "Hey, you know, think before you speak," yeah, that's a damn freaking good idea because you don't 
want to make your partner to be less than they are. Now, there is a caveat to that. On occasion, uh, a, a partner's head can get a little too big, and it is your obligation to pop that head. I see. And it's usually, it's usually a man who's getting his, his, and usually the wife needs to come by and pop the thing. It's usually how it goes. But you know, yeah, oh, 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 you you're easy to deal with that. Well, yeah, I'm just saying there is a caveat, and it may go around. It just usually goes the way where the wife has to pump the man's ego. But on occasion, you <laughs> you get up on your little high horse, and I have to come on and gently remind you that you're a hum fallible human being too. Who me? Yes, I'm a fallible human being. I I like chicken. <laughs> Good. <laughs> Chicken's good. We just had KFC the other day. It's not as good as it used to be, just to point out. Mm -hmm. Oh, well, of course, how do I hell I know? Nothing tastes like it used to be. What the hell do I mean talking about? Never mind. Okay. Next one. Okay. Learn to forgive without holding grudges. As hard as it may be, forgiveness is one of the qualities of true love that matters most in a relationship. Well, forgiveness, if I want forgiveness, I have to give it. Well, and you're just, a, again, you're just a person trying the best you can. You're well, not the, perfect. Yeah, well, the hit in your heart only hurts you. So if you're going to hold grudges, then you're the one carrying that grudge around. You're the one lugging that rock around on your back the whole time, not the other person. Right, you're the one carrying. You literally, it says you're carrying a grudge. Well, that's actually a very good euphemism. You're carrying that sucker around with you. It's like luggage, right? like walking around with a bowling ball. I don't, why would you want to walk around with a bowling ball all the time? I mean, even if you are a bowler, you still don't want to walk around with a bowling ball all the time. You know, you know, you don't take the bowling ball to the to the movies with you. It's, you know, <laughs> right? This does. Why do you want to carry a grudge? It's it's. It's a, actually carry, carry a grudge is a great euphemism because why would you want to carry it? Right. You want, well, your trip through life should be as light as you can possibly make it. And, you know, a little bit of love and forgiveness because back to something we were talking about, you're just a freaking human too. Yep. Your sorry butt's covered. You got a few things that other people are going to have to forgive you for too. Yep. And so, you know, there's very few of us that can get through life without having, you know, issues. Yes. I happen to be lucky. And, and, you know, I don't cause any waves at all. I'm just the most perfect human being ever on the planet Earth. Oh, really? No, I lied. <laughs> <laughs> See? <laughs> Told you. <laughs> I don't know. Yeah, no. What was it? What? Learn to forget. Yeah, learn to forgive without oh. holding grudges. Yeah, well, there's a secret about learning to forgive other people. Before you can learn to forgive other people, you got to learn to forgive, forgive yourself. yourself. Because you are a fallible human being. Excuse me. And a lot of people will actually ask for forgiveness from other people before they've forgiven themselves, and that's why they hold grudges. Ah. Because they think everybody's like them. And so they haven't really forgiven me. And so I'm going to hold a grudge. It's projection. 
Well, not always, but you know what I mean. It's a sad thing. So stop it. Stop it. Those of you watching, stop. Forgive and love yourself. Okay. Next rule. Respect your partner wholeheartedly. Well, yes. Well, yeah. Why are you your partner if you don't respect them? Why are you with them? Yeah, if you don't. If that, you don't respect them. That's called a dysfunctional relationship right there. <laughs> <laughs> now, don't get me wrong. I suppose there might be a period of time where you've lost respect. Someone has done something stupid and you're trying to work your, your relationship back. There, there can be some of that. But we're talking long-term type thing. And, you know, maybe someone did something stupid drunk driving or something. You kind of lost respect for them for a little while as you build back up your, build back up, yeah. up your relationship, something like that. So there, but again, those are situations that can cause a temporary lack of respect. But if you love somebody and you say, well, you're a stupid moron, but I love you. We're going to work our way through this because she would do the same for me when I did something, would do something stupid. Yes. And you know, and that's how relationships work you know i guess the whole goal is don't do something stupid but you know we're humans just because you would make a mistake doesn't mean you're not a good person yeah well and again we're so we do end up a lot of our mistakes are, are actually boiled up in our need to be socially accepted a lot of people drink because they want to be socially accepted then they try to drive home and so it's all about being socially accepted. And you make a stupid mistake because you want to be socially accepted. And you kind of learn that, you know, okay, that need for social acceptance can't override my need to be a responsible human being. And so you could actually probably chalk up well over half the, the DUIs to, to that. Because alcoholics don't get DUIs very often black out and kill themselves, but they don't actually get pulled over for drunk driving because they're professional drunk drivers. They know what they're doing. As I was listening to a, uh, a talk show host I used to listen to years ago, he was a ex high patrolman. He said, he said that the professional drug drivers didn't scare him. He says, they never hurt anybody. They could get home blacked out drunk. So they, they says it was the people who went to a, to a cocktail party had three or four glasses of wine without, you know, they don't usually drink. They have a couple of glasses of wine. They think they're fine, but they're really not. And those are the people who are dangerous. He says, those are the people who are genuinely dangerous. He says, it's not really the alcoholics. He says, we want to get the alcoholics off the streets. Don't get me wrong. He says, but those aren't, he says, but those aren't the people who drive the wrong way on the freeway. Those aren't the, those aren't the people who cause the, most of the damage. It's the people who, have been to a party. They're not used to drinking. Had a few social drinks. I can see it. Yeah. Well, because the alcoholics, they go to their bar and they go home and they know that white path home. Well, I, for, uh, to share some personal experience, I'm an alcoholic. I have not had a drink in 31 years. I was at the end of my drinking career. I was a blackout drinker and I drove, I 
I blackout dro drove once. I came to the next day. I was so scared. I never did it again. I never drank, drove and drunk, drove drunk again, ever. I fixed that problem. I drank, I went and got my booze and started drinking at home alone. And that was really the sleigh ride into hell for my alcoholic career. And I quit shortly thereafter. Yeah, well, but, hey, you know, maybe that's you're scared yourself is part of set you on the right path to get out of it. It doesn't mean it was okay. No, it doesn't mean it was okay. Of course not. But, you know, one, it's 30 years ago now. We've all gone past. We've learned from it. You moved on. You became a better yes, human being. Yes, it's been 30 years, but it still gives me chills. <laughs> yeah, I would. I would have no doubt about it. I mean, we did lots of things when we were 16, 17 yeah, years old. It was stupid. There, but for the grace of God. Yeah. Yeah. No, I quit drinking before I was old enough to drink. So uh, I did all my stuff when I was really stupid, young and stupid. So, which I'm not sure is smarter or worse, to be honest. To just destroy your life right out the gate, or you get lucky and learn your lessons right out the gate. It's one of the two, man. It, it could have gone either way. I got lucky. Yes, she did. Yeah. Yeah. Lots of people don't. So, so you know, the I guess if there's a, if there's a lesson in there, it's you know, love yourself and don't do that. You know, I think if we get down to why was I drinking or why were you drinking, why were we behaving like that, it's because we fundamentally didn't, didn't like. Didn't, I didn't like who I was. There was part of ourselves we didn't like. You know, I was an anxious. You know, I had anxiety disorder. Didn't understand it, and so I thought. You know, the whole world had the same reaction to the world that I did, and they just handled it better. And so I was trying to be what the rest of the world appeared to me to be. And, right, and you don't love yourself very much when you're doing that. Right. And so, yeah. Eventually, I just learned I just didn't like it. I didn't like waking up with hangovers and puking, and I hate that stuff, so I stopped. I didn't have to get to the point where I had kind of reached bottom. I did get to the point well, where that well, that was your bottom. No, my bottom was was I woke up with a hangover one morning, and I decided to. Uh, and the thought was that it was a serious thought was to cure it with some of that with that bottle of vodka that was sitting next to the bed. I said, "Hey, that'll fix my hangover." You're a freaking moron. <laughs> you had a moment of clarity. <laughs> I said that was that's stupid. Yes. And I did. I stopped drinking for a long. I mean, I've had a few beers or something from there. I've had a couple of drinks at Hawaii. You know why? Because I'm not the alcoholic. But no, I just don't you have, don't drink. But I just don't drink at all. Of, years you don't drink for years at a time. Yeah, I just don't have the need. It's you know, I might have a couple of beers that are, you know, for camping or something around a campfire, or if I went and saw my friend that the guy had met guy on the internet known for a decade. And, you know, we were at the military bar on the in Hawaii. <laughs> in Hawaii. Well, hell, I'm at the beach in Hawaii. I can have a drink. I'm, I'm like somebody else. I'm not the alcoholic. I just stopped drinking. <laughs> now, now, I didn't have to put up with me after, after what, two hurricanes or whatever the hell I had. Oh, my stingers or something like that. I don't that. know. Oh, my God. Was... No, that was, I made you to take me to Buffalo Wings. You got to pay for that. <laughs> yeah, well, what you going to do? <laughs> oh, and by the way, while we're sitting here talking about it, if you would like to leave us a message, you can go to 
anchor.fm slash late night love and leave us a, a voice message and we can respond to it on the air. You can send us an email at love at late night love.us and we can answer that that way. Or you can send us a message on our Facebook page. And if I'm smart enough, we can uh, pay attention to it and we can give you a link and you can get on. You don't have to turn on your camera or give us your name or anything. But, you know, there's, uh, if you catch us live at 1130 on Saturday nights, you, know, you can actually contact us and have some interaction. We're actually getting to the point now where we can start doing that. Yes. And I have to get this. We'd love to hear from you. Yeah, we'd love to hear some, get some interactions with our, our growing audience. We're, we're, we're big in um, Ireland, apparently. 20% of our audience is in Ireland. It would be morning there when we're on. So they would listen to us in their morning. Well, it's on the podcast, so who knows when. Oh, they're... that's right, podcast. So it goes on, it goes up after this, but yeah, interesting. <laughs> okay. Are you ready for our next relationship rule? Okay, so, all right, but at the we're at the midway point, so in the future, if we have any, like, we are going to start running, like, Anchor FM ads or something. to. Yes, we a, need to do that. To try to make us a few pennies. So, right now would be about where we place in some spots from our sponsor. Okay, now I can smoke that thing. <laughs> I had to put a spot in where we could cut in for a sponsor to make it sound Very like good. we actually have a sponsor. Very good. Okay, next relationship rule. Now, we covered this in our daily dose, but we didn't cover it in a... Uh, in a regular show, understand that your partner can have crush on, crushes on others too. It's a difficult thought, but if you admire someone else, so can your partner. Well, yeah, you can have a crush. It's whether you do anything about it. That's the. You're that's just the... you're just human. I mean, <laughs> we 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 get in fact, you know, little crushes and infatuation. Yes, I'll, I'll, smitten. Someone strikes our fancy I in one it, aspect, but that doesn't mean that they that they're, <laughs> you know, you're going to do something about it. You just enjoy it and move on. Yeah, I'm just saying, if you're going to have a crush and make it someone un unobtainable, so there's no problem. Don't make it with your secretary. Don't get a crush on your secretary or your boss. Don't do it. Don't do it. <laughs> Or the stock boy or your pool boy. No, no, don't, don't do it. Don't do it. Get a crush on, I don't know, Angelina Jolie or something. Someone that you have no absolute chance. Sam Elliott. There you go. <laughs> Me, anybody with the backside, Angelina Jolie. No, no, J-Lo. What was the other one? Not the Kardashians. Those are phony backsides. Those aren't even real. Oh, they have to be real backsides? Butt implants do not work as a real butt. It's fake. So butt implants are worse than fake boobs. Because at least boobs, you can say, okay, maybe there was an issue, you know, you know, whatever. But a fake butt, please. Just accept the butt you were given. You know, you can help some. God, some of us have nice butts. We don't need to work on it. <laughs> you know, we shouldn't be have our nature devalued because someone else can put in a piece of 
Wait, rubber? I don't know. We know what the hell they use silicone. I don't know what the hell they use in those fake bugs. I, I don't That's know. That's a good question. What do they use in fake implant butt implants? I don't know. Is that that? Do you do that fat transfer stuff where they take fat from your belly and stick it into your butt and basically to shape your sculpt your butt? Okay, I'll have to look into that and I'll report back. I don't really care that much. I'm just saying. <laughs> we kind of went off topic. Yeah, I know, but we've got 30 minutes to kill. So. Okay, here we go. Next rule, trust your partner and your instincts, even if others say otherwise. So who's talking smack? <coughs> Wait, trust your partner. And your instincts, even if others say otherwise. I don't know about that. Yeah, it's a hard one. I mean, what are we talking here? Are we talking about, you know, is your mom talking to you? She's concerned about some behaviors or is your best friend jealous of your time? Yeah, or did, or did her best friend walk up and say, hey, you know, Sally's banging Bob, the, the pool boy, so you might want to. I don't know. What does it mean, banging Bob the pool boy today? The second time I mentioned a pool boy. I haven't seen any movies with pool boys in it. Well, it's that time of year. It's hot. Yeah, maybe that's what it is. I'm just thinking of something cool and there's a pool, maybe. Right. I don't think of pool boys. Even when I had a pool as a kid, we never had someone take... Oh, I guess we did have someone to take care of it. But I never saw him. Anyway. It wasn't a boy. It was an old guy. Anyway. I, I, I don't know. Maybe it's that family feud. All the family feud answers we've been watching. Let's see, it's your fault. Yes, we watch family feud on Netflix. And there is... A collection of family feud videos, and they are freaking funny. Hey, and we watch of... them, and we're old. We <coughs> yeah, we're old, apparently. Hey, we actually have something. It's a thing from Red Green, speaking of. You want to do the Red Green one? No, we'll do it at the end. We'll have time. Okay. <sighs> No, okay. Next relationship rule never grumble or badmouth each other, even if you're tempted to, out of anger and frustration. When do I get to vent? Wait, what? Never grumble or badmouth each other, even if you're tempted to, out of anger or frustration. Well, that's stupid. You gotta let that stuff out. Now, maybe don't grumble at, at each other. No. But you know, best friend, your sister, therapist. Can you believe what that man did? Let me tell you. What the? What are you, a freaking robot or something? Who wrote this stuff? <laughs> Some of this is just dumb. No, you've got to be able to complain. Now, you may not want to complain to your partner about some of these things um because if it's if it's something that ultimately doesn't matter that you're just gonna I'm, it's not worthy of an argument i'm just gonna grumble about it feel better and move on yes you just bend a little bit and then you move on yeah because in the grand scheme of things it's not it's really, not it's <laughs> not that big a deal but it's just a minor it irritation. irritated me today and it yeah. may not irritate you most days just today it irritated me right yes yes <laughs> Like, today it's irritated me. Tomorrow it won't, but today it did. 
And yeah, no, you don't want to bring that up to people. Jesus Christ, be you want to be nice to your partner. That's what your sister, your best friend, your therapist, or your barber is for. It's not for not your pastor. I don't know. But you don't want to. But no, you don't want to do that to your you don't want to nitpick your, your partner. But you do want to be able to vent. For God's sakes. Okay. Learn to spend quality time with each other. There's no better way to fall more in love with each other as the relationship grows. Well, of course you spend time together. Well, I get... There's going to be so many of these answers where we end up going... It really depends on the nature of your personal relationship because there's no... There's no vast. Well, all the questions that we ask, uh, all our responses are that way. They have to be no relation. Relationships are vastly different. Of course, one size fits all answers. It's just not going to happen. No, because again, what the hell was this question? All right, excuse me, pardon me, excuse me. See, this is why they need to be on the trello so I can be able to see. Anyway. Learn to spend quality time with each other. A better way to fall more in love as the relationship grows. Well, yes, we actually we've had this discussion about how relationships either grow together or you grow apart. But I don't know quality time. I guess there's nothing wrong with the statement. It's just I suppose it's kind of meaningless. And what is this? Learn to spend quality time. Don't you want to spend quality time? Well, again, sometimes in relationships, you may have, there may become periods of time or there may be, you may actually have to learn to, to kind of enjoy to do something. You know, if, if you want to spend some time together, you may have to learn to go camping, you know, to spend some time. You may have to learn to unplug. Maybe someone's a high powered executive and they have to learn how to unplug. You have to learn how to turn their freaking cell phone all the way off, put it in a drawer in a safe someplace, right? You, you don't know. I mean, we can. I can come up with a handful of scenarios where someone actually has to learn how to do something different. Okay, gotcha. You know, because go back to the beginning of the show, we're talking about Asperger's syndrome. You're going to have to learn. If you don't, you know, both sides are going to have to learn how to interact to have successful, to grow successfully in love. Yes. Because, you know, the social cues that they pick up on are different. And so you're going to have to, you know, you're going to have to learn each other and then you're going to have to learn how to move forward. He had, you know, like someone with Asperger's is going to have to learn that even though I can't, I can't see why these things are connected. I have to learn that they are and I have to learn how to navigate that. Right. I, I can't wrap my head around why they are, but they are. And so, <laughs> and so they have, that's hard for them. Right. But I don't understand. But that's just the way it is. But I don't understand. So you're never going to understand. So you just have to accept that's the accept. way it is. That's the way it is. And it works the same way going the other side. Other way. Yeah. He's yes. never going to actually understand. So what you're going to have to understand is is that, you know, he's going to try to give you what you need. And you he did well. It's just he has to learn how to do it almost mechanically. And a lot of people don't like that. But he's learning how to do it mechanically. But you don't understand He's learning how to do it. Do it. That's the part that's the love. 
that's so unnatural for them right and so so we go back to this you know doing showing love by doing yeah and so we have to sometimes we have to take a step back in order to see genuine true love we get so caught up in what's in front of our face what's so close to us the, the immediate that sometimes we have to take a step back which is what we like to do is we like to take take back and say okay so where did we come from and where are we here now oh wow that's gone a long way uh, you know at the last six months pfft, it doesn't matter <laughs> right the last few weeks whatever trouble someone may be going through or something oh well, it's fine as we'll weather through <laughs> it's fine <laughs> oh this ain't nothing you know <laughs> no it's it's not even a speed bump in the grand scheme of things. I'm I'm going back to sleep. You know, it's, <laughs> you get that kind of thing. And so perspective is important. And, you know, young people and young relationships, they lack that perspective. And so it's very hard. That's actually one of the most hard things is because they don't have that track record of success, that track record of getting through it to, to kind of lean on in those rough times. And so those first few rough times, that's where your love is tested in vain. That's where it's solidified in the fire. And those habits you build then are going to be the habits you use the rest of your relationships to get them right. Or try to get them right. You're never going to get them right. But the effort to try is actually the, is the pattern you want to build in. The effort to try to get them right is what's more important than the actual getting it right. Because you're going to habitualize the effort to get it right which means you're willing to change. So what else we got? Behave like children now and then. A few pillow fights or cute wrestles can never hurt anyone, but it can help both of you enjoy the relationship. Well, they've never met my knees. A few wrestles can never hurt anyone. I'll be broken if I try to do But I'm also a child most of the time, so I'm not entirely sure. Oh, you're a... Habitually, twelve, three o'clock in the morning, your twelve-year-old self comes out and just starts having a field day. No, my twelve-year-old self is out all the time. It's just nothing restrains it at three o'clock in the morning. <laughs> <laughs> that's that's all that is. At three o'clock in the morning, the rest of me is I'm too old and tired. This little thing can just run off his thing. The only person who has to put up with it is you. So, are you kidding? <laughs> <laughs> what was it? it was four o'clock in the morning yesterday and you came up with something i said something and you were you i don't remember it's four you, in the morning i'm not paying attention to what i'm saying you respond it was it was funny but the thing is that you're amazing that you're so freaking quick yeah but i don't have no idea what we were talking i don't have no idea it what. was a it was a I forget, but it was a snap response but it cracked me up god i laughed it's four in the morning. No one remembers what the hell you do at four in the morning. I sure know. <laughs> that's right where I go to bed. I don't know. That's right before bed. That's, you know. I'm going to bed at 4 a.m. We're not getting up at 4 a.m. That's why we do a thing called late night love. Because, yeah, we go to bed at 4 a.m. That's. That's why we do this. That's now. why this is our time. <laughs> This is our <laughs> finest hour. That's kind of sad. But... 
It is our finest hour. <laughs> okay, then. <laughs> We're not sure about this. All right, so let's get back to the content of the show before we sit there and, and dog ourselves. Be spontaneous. Roll. Be spontaneous with your affection. Mm-hmm. Don't always wait for special occasions or moments to express your love. Spontaneous surprises are always happier than planned surprises. Well, there's a couple of different things in there: surprises, and then there's affection. Uh, I'm a very affectionate person. I show affect. I always touch. People, even friends, I touch the upper arm. That's known. It's it's people are it's non uh, invasive. Yeah, but you Dutch. I touch a lot. Yeah, but you're the Dutch. I'm what? You're Dutch, right? It's I'm Danish. Danish, but yeah, it's, it's that, Dutch. Dutch, Danish. They're all the kind of up in that same area. Excuse me. Oh my God! No, I'm never. I gonna... am. <laughs> Danish. I'm never going to live this down. I apologize. <laughs> we are extremely unique. Yes, this is true. Stellar in every way. I just got my D's mixed up, man. It's, the, but it's all good. <laughs> yes, my, but I don't know if it's if it's cultural, but my mother was very affectionate. Yeah, I, think, I think it. I think the Danish culture are as as a culture they seem touchy. to be pretty touchy. Uh, I visited there twice as a child, and and it seemed very normal to me. So, and I always grew up with a lot of affection. So, yes, they were affectionate because that was the norm for me. It didn't stand out that it, I I would have remembered if if people felt. You know, standoffish or something like that. I would have remembered. Yeah, well, some cultures they're not. You know, like the Italians are very touchy. Uh huh. Right, but but like the French aren't, and the Portuguese aren't. They're not very touchy feely. If memory serves, and I could be wrong, and if I am, send me letters. We'll love to hear from you. Uh, <laughs> love at late night love us. Put the title of you blumbering idiot. And, we'll, <laughs> and and we'll answer him next week. We'll we'll allow you guys. We'll let you guys laugh at me because I'm sure I'm screwing it up. But you know what I mean. Different cultures. You know, Americans have this. We're weird. Like the South is very kind of touchy feely, but kind of the West Coast and the Northwest, they're not all that friendly. In terms of, we're not very touchy feely out here in California. Very friendly. Well, yeah, we smile a lot we, when we say how we're doing and we care, but we're not very touchy-feely friendly. We're actually not that friendly out here in California. Well, it's all kind of superficial. It's all customer service friendly. It's all the fake plastic smiles. Well, I don't think so. I don't know. I'm, but, of course, I'm getting... Yeah, I'm, you know, I've been playing in politics too long. Okay, what we got next? My last one. But wait, actually, let me, but I actually do agree with this. Okay, that's spontaneous with your affections. You have to start putting these in the questions on the thing. Um, Do some work. 
in surprises. You're always coming up with the little things. For yeah, that's me. what I mean. That's why we don't. That's why we don't do special days because we do it all the time. That's why we don't make we don't make a big deal out of birthdays and Valentine's Day and those kind of things because we do this all the time. You do. If you're out and about and you see something I might like, you get it. Yeah. Yeah. So, but I actually do agree. You do want to pay attention. You you want to. It's like a garden, man. You want to tend to your garden. You got to tend to your thing. You got to pull the weeds every now. You know, I'm a terrible gardener, but I'm good with relationships. But you've got to tend to it. If you, you know, yeah, okay, it can grow. Sometimes it could, if you need to go away for a vacation and you need to go for a month or so, it, you can run on, it can run on automatic for a little while. But when you get back, you got to take care of it. <laughs> you know, it's, you can't just leave it alone. See, it becomes overgrown with weeds and the wrong balance becomes off. You can't and... leave a garden for a month, darling. Sure, you can. I mean, if you got like automatic water sprinklers or something, you can. Oh, are you out. talking about a lawn, or are you talking about a vegetable garden? But it, it depends on the time. You can leave a garden for a month. And I'm not saying it would be in great shape when you got back, but it wouldn't be freaking dead and overgrown in a month. And you could, you know, you'd have to come back and you'd have work to do. But it would still be there. It wouldn't be destroyed. Not in a month. Now, three months it yeah. would. Yeah, unless you got rabbits or moles or something. But you know. Can be like Elmer Fudd out there then. But speaking of Elmer Fudd, they took away his gun. They took away Elmer Fudd's gun? Yeah, I loved Elmer Fudd. Uh-huh. But they took away his gun. Because it's, I don't know, not politically correct or something. Not that it's got anything to do with us well, later. What's month, he but... gonna tell you first to hunt the wascally wabbit? I, I don't know. Ropes. But isn't that see, I just don't know how they're gonna Anyway. I don't understand. Okay. I don't understand either, but you know, they've ruined everything else, so what the hell not? This is my last rule, no. which is the best one. Whatever works, exclamation point. No relationship is alike. Instead uh -huh. of instead of learning from someone else's relationship, learn from your own relationships, successes, and failures. I think you can learn from other people's mistakes. Yeah. But you got to but, play this in context. But, but, it, but it doesn't mean that yours is going to play out exactly. Yeah. You got, but you know, it's learning the right lessons is always the trick about learning lessons from other people's mistakes. It's learning the right lessons. The right lessons. Uh, yeah, that's always the rub. <laughs> it's like, you should need to learn lessons from history. Yeah, but you need to learn the right lessons from history. Right, you, you learn the wrong lessons from history, and it doesn't really help you much because then you've got the wrong lesson. What the hell good does that do? You know, if all you've got is the wrong lessons, it's like never have a land war in Asia. Uh huh. Yeah, but why? But why? Yeah, the question isn't never have a land war in Asia. Okay, great, but why? Your supply lines. It's one. Do you know how many people are in Asia? <laughs> <laughs> well, that's two. <laughs> well, a lot of people. And it's just a mess. And I mean, just, just don't do it. It's also why you never invade Russia in winter. Oh, well, that's just. 
seems on its face. <laughs> you should know why, because it's a Russian winner. That's why. Yeah, but yeah, but that means you have to get be done by late summer because Russian winters come fast. Which is why no one ever ultimately defeats Russia. They just back up until winter comes, uh, and then because they know how to fight in winter, and nobody else can. And so, <laughs> yeah, Russian winters, best defense. Same thing with Canada, essentially. Well, we'll we won't invade Canada then. No, we just buy Canada. We don't need to invade Canada. We just buy <laughs> There's no. Now we're just gonna buy you guys. All right. So you had a red green question. Yeah, we we watch a show red green. Oh God, he's been off the air for what 10, 15 years now. But they did three hundred shows in the what around. There are three hundred shows on YouTube. Yeah, in the late, but they were from the late nineties, early two thousands, that time frame. Yes. But it's a Canadian sketch comedy, um, public access sketch comedy, which makes it even better. The CBC. Um. So, and so he does these little things where he, you know, gives advice to uh, essentially as male viewers. And so I guess the question we brought out of one: Are there times where you shouldn't share your feelings with your partner? With your partner. And what was it? He said, the, you know. You know, there are things you'd like to tell your wife about what she does. <laughs> no way. Yeah. You know, you'd like to tell her. But before you say anything, put a break on that. Yeah. Yeah. Sometimes there may not be, you know, maybe time to shut up. Is Discretion is the better part of valor. That type of thing, I guess. <laughs> right well I think what his point was is there's no reason to deliberately cause waves it goes back to what we were talking about earlier is you know the question about don't generate no not criticize your criticize your positive criticism line? or negative criticism Neg I negative criticism yeah, you want to be make very careful. No, you don't want to make your partner feel bad. Yeah, no, no. Red Green's thing was was because you want to be careful because if you start criticizing your spouse, then she's open to start criticizing you, and you're not strong enough for that. <laughs> <laughs> now that's just funny because it's true, but yeah, because man, we're a bunch of wimps. Let's be honest, we don't like confrontation we don't like the people we love not loving us and so we have, we're trying to avoid that i swear to god half well, the stupid well, stuff women don't either no but half the stuff we do we do to keep you from knowing something stupid we've done so that you don't think less of us half the times we end up doing something stupid it makes it even dumber we do because we're dumb have you you've watched red green that is far too real of television to be to be television it is far too real and you still don't believe me no it's a show <laughs> no the red green is a show but no men are that 
we are that simple. We are that basic. We really don't. No, you're still 12 years old. You'll cover up a mistake mm -hmm. with something huge and elaborate just so you won't get in trouble. Or just yeah. so you won't be thought less of. Yes, or because something. we don't want the people who love us to think less of us. Because we're all 12 years old who thinks that, you know, we're going to get left at the side of the road. Oh. Well, remember, boys get are, are, dis, are disposable. For our society, young men are disposable. There's an interesting thing about it. Um, we're talking about here at the end of the show, kind of a bummer. But the most, the people who are worth the less are young men and old women, and people whose society's values the most are young women and old men. Interesting. So young women have all the value in the planet, right? We'll, society will throw all kinds of resources at young women. We will. We don't care about you when you're old. Thanks. Well, you know what I mean, society-wise. But Yes, yes. Yeah. And young men, young society will throw their young men literally in front of a machine gun. Go charge that hill. They'll tell their young men to go charge that hill. They don't care. They'll tell their young men, they'll tell their sons to go charge that hill. But they'll protect their old men. Sitting back home, nice and comfy, running their factories, making sure that all the bullets are in place. Because old men have skills. Young men can make, young women can make babies. And so, therefore, society-wise, this goes, again, back to we're still at, we're still fun, fundamentally K people. Yeah. Old men have knowledge and skills and, and, are, and, are, and are needed to preserve the, the, the long-term knowledge of society. And young women can reproduce. Everybody else in between is disposable. Well that, well, that is a little dark. <laughs> well, it's historically. The nice thing about it is that in today's society, at least in Western civilization and becoming more and more growing around the world, is that that individual human life is becoming more and more valuable. Yes. The average person is becoming more and more valuable as the need for reproduction is no longer necessary. That instinctive need right humanity has always been kind of on the edge of extinction and so now that we get to have humanity is there's seven billion of us right we're not there's under no threat of extinction so do you think that subconsciously we have relaxed in that area not subconsciously socially culturally we culturally have. we have okay yeah. Yeah. individually we still have that same tribe is is in all of us but there's less of a need. No one had decides, not nobody, but the desire to need to have eight kids no longer exists. Right? Because it used to be only two of them would survive. So you have eight. Right? So you get two that would survive. Well, now if you have two kids, that's a pretty good chance both of them are going to survive into adulthood. Yes. And so you don't need to have eight anymore. And so that changes a whole hell of a lot about how you go you you plan your life. You don't have to plan for eight or ten kids anymore. You just get to plan for one or two. And your life is much safer. Life is much is much more stable than it used to be. And that has a impact on society. 
but that impact is is you know unknown we're still kind of going through it we're still working it out we've never done this before it wasn't all that long ago where relationships weren't based upon love they are based upon you know reality functionality can you help me keep the farm and the house going and raise families and create a next generation we'll grow to love each other right it was you chose the best option you had available in the little town or little area you were in and you grew to love each other now we can pick and choose from people around the world literally find whoever we want from around the world that's progress it's progress we actually now have choice. We can choose to not have kids and it's not a big deal to the to society at large. I didn't care. Oh, you don't want kids? What do we care? There's plenty of kids. Really here. Share some time <laughs> with one that needs you. Yeah. <laughs> oh, wait, you don't think you'd be a good parent? Great. You're not, you know, that's fine. Do you want to focus on other things? That's great. We got lots of people who want to be parents. It's fine. And so that pressure, removing that pressure from women and men, because you know neither one of them have to. Now you get to choose to have your family. You get to make that choice. You don't have it thrust upon you by the the uh, the love of humanity. It's just the love of you and your partner. But of course, we're still cavemen, and we still have that part of that desire in us there's still that drive for that love of your fellow human you just you know to it still exist and we're still working through it that was clumsy but hey i never said i'm always eloquent so we are done with this week's late night love you can catch us at anchor.fm late night love you can catch our daily doses we've dropped those about 11 o'clock give or take <laughs> give or take 11 o'clock every day except saturday nights we do those six days a week um you can catch us at our website latenightlove.us you can please send us an email at love at latenightlove.us and we will be happy to talk about it on the air and from all of us here me and all of us here that's just habit is tv show habit from me and larvie doing <laughs> i know there's two of us <laughs> like there's a crew or something we have our support staff <laughs> well we did michael made the graphic my son michael made the good graphic another good graphic for the back so that was nice but for me and larvie please take care of yourselves and please remember to love, love everybody, everybody. Thank you.